Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Welcome to the Lead Today show. I'm always looking for people that are leading by example in their daily lives, and we're lucky to have Dr. Raymond Nichols with us today, who's here to connect the disconnected, disempowered, and the suffering back to their authentic power and expression. He helps people function better, heal better, and adapt to life better by ensuring the brain-body connection is functioning optimally. He does this with his clinic Align Life Chiropractic in Greenville, South Carolina, along with his beautiful wife, Dr. Mariah Schaefer. They have three amazing kids that are 11, 3, and 5 months old. And he's served on many leadership boards in the past with his clinic, just awarded the fastest growing clinic out of 40 clinics. We're so lucky to have Dr. Nichols here today to chat with us about health, healing, fasting, and beyond. Please join me in welcoming him to the show. Start recording so that uh, I should start the recording so that I don't miss any of these gems because you're already like that was a great point to already share. So you you mentioned that you've done fasts, like water only fasts or yeah, yeah. So I've done water only fast. Um, for me, it was more so of, um, I think it's like, I look at this, this suit that we wear, right? I look at this thing as a suit. Um, and this suit needs to, there's like a vessel that needs to just kind of like cleanse itself, right? The body does always detox anytime that we are, anytime we take a breath, anytime we poop, anytime we, anything that's going outside, that's a detox for the body. Um, but I also think that we have gotten to this place of where we create this just toxicity of just too much where the body can't get rid of it, right? Uh, for instance, a, a prime example of that is gout. Uh, that's a prime example of like how, how some that create gout is we, we consume a lot of wines, consume a lot of bread, cheese, things like that, and have these things called purines in it. And then the body can't get rid of the purine uh, essentially so what it does is it turns it to uric acid and it stores it in, in joints. And so when it stores it in joints, these, this uric acid turns to crystals. And then if you can imagine you have crystals in your joints, then that can create inflammation, right? And that can create, and that's what most people say, oh, my big toe hurts. And typically it happens in the big toe first, but that's just like a prime example of the, these, the overload of toxicity. So I think fascinating is a, uh, a great way to just reset physically and mentally. And I think I did more for a mental and spiritual aspect. Um, it was the most I have like, like when I talk about clarity and being clear, like, and, and I was able to really like be clear and have like that clarity. And also I was able to like the intuition, right? We talk about intuition. Yes. Like listening yes. to your gut. I've been yeah. feeling it. It's so, I thought it was honestly, I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I thought I was hallucinating. I'm telling no, you, it's so not. on point. It's so like on point. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is kind of scary. Cause I was like, man, like, how do I explain this to someone? And they've never experienced this before. And I'm like, wow. Like, I'm like my intuition is, is spot on. Like I'm telling you anything I feel like I'm like, whoa, like it, it was kind of scary at first. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, me too. I actually, I was just, I was even watching a movie. It's called Friends with Money. It's with Jennifer Aniston, like super, you wouldn't, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be anything meaningful. And I was having all these like, whoa, like I was, just, <laughs> it was like I was high, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like it was, it felt like I was high on something, but I, I've never gone that long without food, which is such an interesting yeah. thing societally as well. It's like this idea of, that we constantly, like, you know, these snacks every two hours or something. And it's like, we don't, I don't think we need that. Like, I don't, at least I don't feel good with that at all. Like, I feel that feeling that you said, that overburdened kind of feeling like my body can't move all that out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, we're constantly eating, constantly eating, then a lot of our energy has to go to the digestive system to be able to break our food down, to be able to assimilate it, to be able to put things where... Uh, it needs to be but if we're always eating then our energy is going towards digesting food and not towards may maybe mentally or just in different aspects right so we have energy but the energy is being just di diverted to the stomach 
Um, that's why I tell my patients all the time, like if you're if you're sick or if your body's experiencing, I like to just say like your body's experiencing health and not that you're sick, um, but you're not gonna have a good appetite because your body is trying to get rid of something and it needs to use that energy to get rid of that thing. So if you continue to cram food down your mouth, then it's gonna be using that energy to digest food and not get rid of what it needs to get rid of. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I went through the weirdest thing with the mold situation where I was like insatiably hungry. Like I could, like, I could, I was so hungry. It didn't matter if I just ate, I was yeah. like so hungry being in that environment. So wow. that's actually one of the things that really set me off where I was like, this is not like, this is not a craving or like some, this was like, I felt like something was like in me. It was really, uh, very unique sensation which is why I looked for some answers because I've never experienced that kind of feeling before but what you're saying also makes a lot of sense for any kind of dis-ease or lack of health or you know like I think your body can work through it but what so what do you recommend in terms of fasting I mean I want to get into like the work you do every day I know like you're fasting you know, like, but but what do you do in terms of fasting what's like your go-to because I found my mental clarity kind of peaked on like day like 24 to 48 hours I was kind of like on point and then 24 hours hit and when I was sleeping that second night I was like getting these hot sweats and stuff and then I kind of went like I felt really tired and went kind of downhill so yes so what do you find in terms of an optimal like should I be doing this every week should I be doing this every month what's the deal with fasting yes I think it I think it depends um because at one point I was wanting I was doing it like more so on the quarter basis so just four times a year and I did a three-day first but I also tried a five-day fast and the five-day fast actually kissed my kick my ass <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> oh yeah uh, for sure I believe it yeah I had like I literally had no energy uh it was really bad like it it, it really was I think I, I think the reason why is just I feel like I didn't have the the right mindset going into it I think if you don't have a right mindset going to a fast, then it's not going to be the, the greatest experience. Not saying it's going to be easy, because it's not easy, but it's not going to be the greatest experience. And I think I experienced that. Um, so I think that three day is like perfect for me. But when before I go into a fast, I make sure that I've I at least started doing like an intermittent intermittent fasting, where it's doing like a give myself eight windows, eight eight hours to eat or six hours. But that way I can kind of prime my body and just kind of get ready like okay we're about to go into this water fast right so we're going to just skip breakfast right um and so do that for about a month and then we can hop right into the water fast right after because now you're priming yourself and like you're getting ready to go into it because if not it's going to hit you like a bag of bricks like literally like that again that 24 hours um is going to hit you and when you go into ketosis you're going to feel you're going to feel like tired like just that transition, like it's literally transition from carbs to utilizing the fat storage uh, in your body. That transition is, is brutal and it doesn't feel good. It really doesn't. <laughs> nope. I yeah. am living it. <laughs> yeah. But I think on the other side of that, and that's like, it's very ironic, but on the other side of things that are a little bit uncomfortable is where you get the mental clarity is where you get the connectedness you get the intuition um you get these drop-ins that just you never would have noticed if it wasn't for that if it wasn't for your vessel being as clear as possible to allow these drop-ins to happen um so i think that's the beauty of it on the other side of it um and so when i did the water fast i actually did some um like some himalayan salt um because i wanted to make sure i had my electrolytes um so I did that into my water, um, but that was all I did uh, for the water for the water fast. I I did work out a little bit. It wasn't like a strenuous workout, but I, I did do a few workouts, and I actually I don't know. It was weird. Like I I felt stronger. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like it was weird. Like I felt really strong. Like seriously, it was super weird. Yeah, no, it make to me, it makes complete sense. I felt similarly. I'm telling you, there was this kind of window of time and then the energy kind of went up and down, but there were these kind of windows where I just felt unstoppable. Like I'm telling you, day two, kind of the whole day, I was like, this is fantastic. I feel so clear. I feel so good. I'm not, 
I don't know. I, I was even more conscious, you know, like aware of everything kind of going on, like the, the brain fog or any kind of feeling of this. The clarity was fantastic. So I'm with you, but it pushed and it pushed you in the moment. I think is 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 like that. Uh, just awareness and like really live in the present moment. Um, because a lot of people like to stray away from fasting. Like, oh, like I have to eat. Like, like you don't have to eat. Um, like you choose to eat. Um, and so I think what happens is the body is so used to eating right in the morning. You wake up at lunchtime, at dinner time. And so what happens when you're fasting? I'm sure you felt it. Is at those times your body actually felt hungry. Like you felt like, oh, well, it's time to eat because you have programmed your body to know like, okay, at these times, this is where I'm eating. And so if you ride that wave, and I'm sure you experienced that. If you ride that wave, it's going to, it's going to die down and you're going to be fine. It's going to be, it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it truly is a, a feeling and there can be physical sensation associated, but it does pass. Like, yes. and I think that's so, I mean, that's like anything though in life, just like you said, even the challenging portion of the fast passes and then you get to this really hyper aware and intuition kind of connected feeling. And so, and that passes too. So it's just this kind of ability to let things go that I think for me is really, um, I mean, challenging, but I think has been a, a huge benefit because it makes me look at my business differently, my my marriage differently, my friendships, like everything. Cause it's like, you gotta allow things to come in and then fade away and nothing is kind of gonna stick around forever. And that this kind of, this experience is just, I guess, solidified that. I already kind of knew that in a way, but this kind of really yeah. told me, whoa, like, okay, within an hour I can be here and then I can feel down here. And it's like, my whole world's gonna change, so. Man, love it. No, no, seriously, it's, it's an awesome experience. Love it. Really special. But I, I would love to hear more about you in terms of, because I know you're a chiropractor. And so I would love to hear more on that side, because I know, you know, fasting is not the the core gig. But so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your unique approach to being a chiropractor, yeah. because I love your, just your whole philosophy, the way you share online. You're such a forward thinker I think you're very intuitive but you also bring this amazing honesty to your work like it's just it's so authentic that I gravitated toward you instantly so um I'd love to hear more just about your philosophy and what brought you to chiropractic medicine to begin with yeah well thank you thank you for the feedback I appreciate it um so I guess more so starting I guess it kind of starts as a as a kid um, so you're from, you're from Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Canada, right? Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with like U.S. and like stats and stuff like that, but, um, I'm from one of the states that is probably the most unhealthiest state in America. Um, we definitely, the, we have the, the highest obesity rate in America, uh, Mississippi. So it's in the South. Um, so we have great food here and great unhealthy food, um, I don't currently live in Mississippi anymore, but I, but that's like the the thing that you hear about the South. It's like they have great food there. It's greasy and like it's yeah. Oh, uh, it's Louisiana. <laughs> I've been to New Orleans and that. Oh is okay. Oh, some crawfish etouffee is like <laughs> oh my god. I had an amazing time. So yes. Yeah. So Mississippi, yeah. So Mississippi and Louisiana are typically like battling for that number one spot in obesity. Right. And obviously, if you have obesity, then we have other chronic diseases like uh, diabetes, have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all these cancer. Right. You see all these things skyrocket around around that. Right. Uh, and it's not by coincidence. And um, so I grew up in this in this household, this this model. And I've, I've started to see these trends that was happening in my families and the families that was around me and also in my community. And I'm like, like, huh? Like, I'm like, man, like something's not right here. Like, seriously, something's not right here. Um, I'm like, man, it has to be a different way. Because I was told that when I when I became an adult, I would have diabetes, I would have high blood pressure, I would have cancer because their parents had, my grandparents, uh, my great-grandparents had these elements. And then my grandparents had them. And also my, my parents have them. And so we get into this thing where we're like, okay, this must be a genetic thing. And we say it all the time. It must be a genetic thing. And I think it's like a cop-out, I would say, is 
it's genetic, so that means that there's nothing that I can do. I'm powerless to this thing is going to take over me, right? And I think if you start with that mindset, then yes, you're going to end up in that same in that same situation as your your as your past family. And I just didn't want to do that because I saw that there was a cycle that was happening. And eventually I was able to see that it wasn't a genetic thing. It was more so what was being passed down was the bad habits, behaviors, all these different aspects were being passed down from generation after generation. But the thing is, if there's no one that's going to question and disrupt that cycle, then the cycle continues, mm -hmm. right? And so if the cycle continues, then there's no change. And like, so for me, I am the disruptor of my cycle. And so I've decided to change it for my family. So moving forward for my kids and for their kids, it's going to be a different story. Oh, right. That. Generationally. Yeah. For yeah. All of your clients, right. And your whole community. Like it's, yep. it's <laughs> something that thousands of people around the world. So it's like, you're taking yeah. the next level, I think. 100%. And, and I think that was kind of like what got me going into chiropractic because what happened is I was in this, I was in this model of like, okay, this is all I know, but I didn't know anything else outside of that. I didn't know what the other side looked like. I didn't know what another model looked like. Uh, I didn't know what holistic looked like. And so I was just open enough to be like, okay, let me venture out. Like, let me open up this door to see what's behind it. Right. I wasn't scared of the unknown. Like I'm, I'm actually attracted to the unknown. Like I love the unknown. <laughs> Something to learn. If you, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with Sadhguru and that's pretty much yeah. his premise. Like he's a mystic and he talks about principally that he's like yeah. the moment that you think, you know, you've lost all curiosity mm -hmm. pretty much. And then you can't, you can't learn from that. Right. If you know, definitively anything, you stop questioning. Yes. So I love that because curiosity is like the number one thing, I think. Yes, I know. I love it. And you think about what kids, right? Kids are, they learn so much and so fast because they're so curious, but because they're so open. Um, and again, when we stop being curious, we stop learning. Uh, and we, I think we stop learning. We stop, we stop growing, we become stagnant we become like this swamp essentially opposed to this just river that's always changing, always changing. It's never the same river. Um, so, uh, but I've taken that approach and that's what landed me into chiropractic because chiropractic is simply, it works with the, the, the body's innate ability to heal itself. That's it. Um, it's, it's, it's nothing more, it's nothing less. Um, so I like to, to my best way to explain the chiropractic um, is, is so like I have like in the back of our house right now, we have three bird nets actually like it's, it's crazy um but i always have these questions like man like, i wonder how the bird knows how to make it make a nest yeah have you ever asked that question before i wonder i've i've seen them making them but i don't yeah. know how i mean it, yeah it's i guess i just chalked it up to being instinctual i'm like they just it's like birds make nests so they're yeah born with it they're like born with exactly. it exactly exactly and that's exactly what's going on. It's instinctual. It's a, just an innate ability that they have. Uh, and they're just with nature. It's like, this is what we do, right? And so with that being said, I also propose the same question to my patients. I'm like, hey, if you said this bird is, is instinctual to make a nest, how does your body heal? How do you know to heal? Like if I, cut, if, you, if I cut you right now, if you cut yourself, how does your body know to clot that up, put scalp over it? And eventually, a while, the scalp's going to go away and you're gonna be just going to look like your skin again. It's, it's no different. It's like a miracle. It sounds so simple, but it is, the body is miraculous at what it's able to do. Yeah. And it, so it's no different. So it's instinctual, right? The body was designed to be healthy, designed to heal. Um, and so I let them know, like, hey, how does your body does this? How does your body do this? What it does is, it utilizes your nervous system, which is your brain and your spinal cord, right? Because I'm like, hey, can we agree that the brain and spinal cord controls everything in the body? That's our communication system. Most people are like, yes, of course, right? So if we can agree that, then we agree that the spine protects your nervous system, right? Your spinal cord. So if we have a problem with our spine, then that can interfere with the way the brain communicates to the rest of the body and the way the body communicates to the rest of the brain, right? And so if we have interruption in that communication, 
then we just said that the body heals itself through the nervous system. So if the brain isn't able to send the signal down to the body and the body isn't able to send it back, then we can have interruption in the way we heal, the way we function, the way we adapt to life, right? So my job as a chiropractor is to find the misalignments and to essentially bring ease and um, bring the body back into more of a harmonious state to allow that communication to happen. Because what I know is that the body is instinctual to heal itself and, and to function and to adapt. So it's going to do that, right? That's simply what I do is just introduce this, this force and allow the body to do to take that force in. And then eventually the body starts to function and start to heal better and actually starts to adapt better. And that's chiropractic in a nutshell. That's a beautiful explanation. I've seen chiropractors after, so I had a car accident. I sustained a traumatic brain injury. And so I was at a chiropractor for a while. I did craniosacral as well, where he was like, with yeah. the roof. And I was like, okay, what, you know, try it, like, whatever, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Um, and so I, but I've never heard of it that way. And that makes so much sense. It's like, you're turning the communication channels back on in a sense, right? Like you're making sure that those signals are going as effectively as possible so that the body can do its own work. It's instinctual work. Like that's such a beautiful explanation. I mean, so what would you say to the naysayers? Because I know there's the one main argument, like you're cracking, you know, you're cracking people's backs. Like this is not, you know, what, what do you say to that? Cause I've had great success with um, a chiropractor in Canada. Actually, he was brilliant. He's yeah. focused on athletic stuff, but also brain injuries. And he's absolutely brilliant. And he really does use a holistic approach like vitamins. He had me on oxygen, like altitude training. I did craniosacral therapy and the traditional kind of like uh, manipulation. I don't know. Adjustment. Adjustment. Yeah. But so I think people sometimes think chiropractor and they just think adjustment and then they kind of go, well, that's not good. You know, that's not good. Or there's this like criticism of it. So what do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, so I get that all the time, obviously, because um, chiropractic is a, I like to look at like this, like, um, just say like the general medical field, right? I like to look at the, that medical allopathic model as being like your mainstream music. You know how mainstream music you hear it on, you hear it on, you hear it everywhere. You hear it on TV, you hear it on the radio, it's mainstream, right? Mainstream artists, right? We all know the mainstream artists. But what about the underground artists, right? There are some great underground artists, right, that you don't hear a lot about, but they're they're out there, right? And so I look at these different models as being holistic and being allopathic as one's mainstream, one's just underground, right? Um, so that's the difference. That's the way I look at it. And so with that being said, I know people are coming from this mainstream mindset when they come when they step into your office. So when I introduce this this um this philosophy this way of of being this way of chiropractic like it's all new to them right some accept some accept it and some like they're like oh that makes sense um and it's like and then and then some don't for whatever reason right and i have a few reasons i think um but i think more so of i expect them to come in with this mindset so i just make sure i, I just ask questions and just see where they are, right? First, you have to meet people where they are um, because it's not like I'm way over here and they're way over there. And I'm like screaming, I'm like, hey, like, come over here. Like, no, like, I'm gonna come to you and then I'm gonna bring you to where I am and we're gonna continue to, to go on this journey, right? Um, that's the best way I can describe that is just finding people and noticing where they are um, so you can be able to meet them in that space. Um, and create a safe space for them. And, and it's no judgment at all because like I've been in that model. So it's easy for me. Like I know where you are and I know where I am, where I am and I know the journey of what it takes to get there. And so I ask those questions for them to act, to answer like for themselves. Like I ask the question like, hey, do you think your body heals itself? And I don't answer it. I let them answer the question because they have to answer it. They have to acknowledge that the body heals itself. They have to acknowledge that the body heals itself through the nervous system. It has to acknowledge that the, the spine protects the nervous system. It has to acknowledge that we have a problem wrong in our spine. It could potentially interfere with our communication where the body heals itself. And they have to acknowledge that if it interferes with that, it can interfere with our health, the way we heal, right? We can have symptoms, right? And they have to acknowledge that, okay, if we correct what's going on with the spine, then we can help the body 
communicate better, which means that we can heal better, function better, and we can feel better too. So I ask those questions to them so they can answer it. I love that. Yeah. How do you make sure you said, you know, you create a safe space. How do you make sure that you protect your own energy? Cause I know for myself with, I mean, I'm doing leadership development and career coaching, right? So I'm helping people switch their gotcha. jobs or develop as leaders and, you know, a lot of CEOs and stuff. And so it's really, I think part of my, I mean, all I do is ask questions all day, <laughs> uh, but so how do you keep yourself from not taking on that energy or kind of falling back into that pattern or going back there? Like how, because especially if you're around that all day, or if you're physically touching them, like there's just kind of this whole energy going on. Like if you're around people that have a certain mind state all day, it's kind of easy to get sucked back in. So how do you make sure that yeah. you stay kind of in that new alignment in your kind of knowing of, of what you've learned so far and not regress back? Um, so I think I'm glad you asked that question because I've actually never answered this question before, like out loud, I guess. Um, so what comes down to me is that, so chiropractic has these principles, right? Of You can call them chiropractic principles, but I just look at it as just a universal principles, right? There's certain things that happen universally um, that just happens and it's the knowing there. And so I'm heavily like ingrained and dedicated to these principles. Uh, it's not that I'm dedicated to chiropractic, it's more so like the principles and the philosophy behind it. And I'm so ingrained in that, that like, I've allowed that to essentially like, I've intertwined that into like my life, right? It's not just in the office, but it's like at home, it's outside. It's when I inter interact with people outside in the community, it's everywhere. Like this, this is a lifestyle that's just a part of, it's a lifestyle, right? It's just a part of my being. And so it's ingrained in that. So it's very, very hard to interrupt that. And I, and I actually, and the reason I say is because through all of this whole, uh, you can call it pandemic, pandemic, whatever, um, through all this whole thing, I was, I was literally, there was no change. I'm like, Hey, like, like what's the fuss about? Right. And like kept my composure, um, was poised about it and just like, Hey, Hey guys, the body heals itself. We, I've been telling you this, I tell you this from day one, like the body heals itself. Just make sure we're doing the things we need to be doing to make sure the body can function like it should. Um, and it's as simple as that. Like this isn't the first virus, this isn't the last virus um, that's going to be. And so, because I had a patient ask me like, Dr. Ray, like, how are you so calm? Like, how you, like why are you not freaking out? I'm like, uh, the body heals itself. has been doing this for years. If it, was, if it wasn't, if it wasn't as adaptable and resilient, then we wouldn't be here having this conversation, right? So I'm just really grounded in that. And so I, con I continue to educate my patients, like literally every single day, like every person on the table, I'm always dropping a nugget to them. And it's, so I'm not allowing their belief system or anything like that to kind of come over to me. It's more so I am the one that's educating them because as a doctor, like it's, it's literally just means to educate. It means to, to pour into essentially and, and to also withdraw out. Um, and so I take that to heart and I'm like, okay, if you guys are here, then I'm going to educate you. Like this is, I look at this thing like a university. And so you're not paying for my adjustments. You're actually paying for my, this education that I'm giving you. Because I know this education is going to change your life and change your perspective and change your paradigm. And when that's going to change, they're going to change your family paradigm, the way you do things. And then we can change families, we can change communities, and we can change communities, we can change cities, we can change cities, we can change states, states into countries, countries into the world, right? So I'm here to impact the world. And that's how. Oh, I love that you're so, you're just so clear on what it is that you're, you're up to and you're focused on. And you, like you said, you maintain that energy, no matter what sort of external pressure is kind of coming in on you to say, well, hey, no, there's this, there's that. I mean, it's interesting though, right? Cause you mentioned, we talk on one side about curiosity. So we're like, okay, we need to stay curious. We need to stay, you know, and then you're talking about these grounded truths. So is it, how do you take new information and bring it into those truths? Like what if you find information that doesn't fit in, you know, because I've been having a hard time. Like there are some, I agree with you. Like I believe the body can heal itself. I think that it's probably very challenging if it's something like a chronic illness. I mean, I've seen, I have friends and parents who have had cancer who have died from cancer and you look at that and you go, 
okay, is that like too far gone? Is the body going to, you know, can the body heal itself once it's in that condition? So I, I guess I'm kind of just looking at it and going, okay, when, how do you deal with science telling you one thing? And then those universal kind of basic truths, maybe saying something else, right? Where it's like the body can heal itself, but a traditional doctor would tell me to go and get whatever, right? So how, yeah. how do I, because I, I love how you partner with your patients. I love that it's sort of this, we're going to walk this journey together. I think that's important. Very few doctors have done that with me. And I've seen many, I've explored all sorts of different interventions. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important, but I guess I'm, I'm just curious how to toe the line there with science and research and new things coming down the pipeline. How do you, how do you do that? Cause I just, I swirl around in that one. I feel very yeah. clear on myself, but then it's like, okay, what if science finds something new? How do I bring it into my belief system? How do I bring it in? And I don't know, kind of. Got you. Um, I think I have a totally different, I don't know, a different perspective on like science and research. Um, definitely okay. is good. Huh? Yeah. So definitely it's, it's good, right. To have science and have research, but I think the way that my mind works, I'm not I'm not that person. Like some people is like, oh, I need the science. I need the research. I need the numbers. Like give it to me. Right. But if you look at it, like when I'm looking at chiropractic, chiropractic has only been around for about, I think, uh, since 1895. Right. Still, still fairly new. Mm -hmm. And I think I like to say, I forgot, I forgot who said it, it may have been like uh, Dr. Brad, Bradford, uh, Brad, I mean, Brad Campbell. And he said that science is slow. Right. So yep. essentially the things that's happening, things that we're doing, if chiropractic would have waited for science to catch up, we wouldn't have made the, the leaps and bounds where we've made so far to wait. Like, okay, let me just wait for science to catch up because I think I'm on to something, but I'm not really sure, but if, if we're getting these results and let me just wait for science to catch up. Right. Opposed to like, let me continue doing what I've been doing. Science will catch up one day, but I'm going to continue to head in this direction because we know science is slow, right? If we're really creative in what we're doing, like there's things that's, that are getting results, but maybe they don't have the big like research behind it. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my approach. And it's talking about like science is slow and trying to catch up with some of these things that uh, humanity is doing and have has done essentially um, with that. I mean, you're, you're totally spot on, especially when you look at even religious texts, actually, that have, I mean, back to the first topic, right? They even talk about fasting in the Bible and the Quran, like you've got fasting exactly. everywhere, written exactly. texts where it's like, but now intermittent fasting is cool. And so people, you know, it, it needs to be popularized by influencers or celebrities, and then it's gets studied and whatever. So I agree with you. You're I guess, I guess I want to go deeper into the question of how do you remain curious about the body then? If the, yeah, like, yeah. how do you, how do you, maybe the scientific process throughout your work or even just like experiments is what I guess I'm thinking. So like, let's say you've always healed a certain gout or whatever. You've always healed like a certain thing, a certain way. You're like, okay, this works. I know this works. How do you assimilate new information into that where you're like, oh, maybe a fast would help this person, even though I've never tried it for yeah or what like I don't know just whatever I you yeah. know what I mean? so how do you how do you keep innovating I guess in your practice yeah so that's actually my and that's my practice my life um so a lot of time when I'm when I'm speaking or when I'm talking to someone I'm like they ask me my opinion a lot of time I would say right now in this moment as you're asking this question this is what I see this is where I am because what I know is that if I want to continue to grow and evolve and change, like I have to be open, right? I have to be able to receive new information and, and integrate in a way that's like, okay, I can integrate this with this and with this. And okay, that makes that makes a little bit more sense there. Or I may, I may need to shed this because this is no longer serves me, right? Because what I'm, what I'm aiming towards is over here. But if I'm holding on to this thing right here that's no longer serving me, then how can I get to that place? Right. So I think you have to come from a standpoint of, OK, I'm, I am open to new information. And right now, and this information I'm giving you could change five years from now or 10 years from now when you ask this same question. And so I'm, I'm not attached to that. You know, there's no attachment there. And because I'm letting you know, like it could change. 
I could integrate, I could come into contact with some more information. I can integrate this information into what I have and come up with this new idea, this new uh, philosophy that will serve the future me. So I yeah. think it's more so just like, like unattaching from it, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that sounds like another one, maybe a basic kind of principle. Like everything is just, it's back to that river analogy you made actually, which <laughs> I know stuff is changing. So I'm just learning and growing alongside with you. You've already said that, but yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's where I think sometimes with, with science and these studies, I get really hung up where I'm going, man, like they're just, they're so set on this one answer that like any evidence to the contrary is just not okay. And it's like, that's tough, right? Like it's tough when you're not willing to see, I, I think, yeah, shutting down, like you said, it's a swamp and that's such an, it's not a good spot to be for your body, for your mind. Like, oh, it's not good. I don't like that feeling. I don't like it, but I find, man, it's like, I find that my views on, I think this past year has really, divided me from friends from acquaintances just like I feel like people have become that's one of the probably I don't know if we've got a solution to this in the next few minutes but how do we how do we bring people back together because I think that's what's so hard for me is like if you think even two years ago nobody ever asked me if I had a flu shot or what I thought about um I don't know antibiotics or if I drank like if I chose to not drink coffee or not drink alcohol it's like okay like you drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. Like, cool. Like we were just like, we were cool with people kind of being different. And we actually celebrated that. And I love, I love the differences in cultures and, you know, in, like you look at different States or different, like, I think that's where we can learn from each other. I think that's an opportunity. So I look at it now and it's like, everybody's supposed to fit in this little box and think a certain way and be a certain way. How do, how do we bring people back to appreciating appreciating people's differences and kind of loving each other for just where yeah. who they are. How do we, <laughs> I don't know. If that's too big. <laughs> a big, a big question. Oh, um, that's, what I, that's what I'm sitting with every day, man. I'm sitting here going like, I feel like we've gone in this direction where everything you say is wrong or canceled or criticized or not, yeah. you know, you're not allowed to think different. And then I don't know. So it's, I think so what's happening is um so we talk about sovereignty we talk about mind body sovereignty right and i think what's happening is that a lot of people have lost their sovereignty lost that that free will that being creative and thinking and having discernment and all in their own body right and relying on their own experiences not just relying on what this person on this tv told me or what this influencer told me but taking that information and applying that to the knowledge that they have and based on their experiences and to come up with this information and this ideal. So when we put ourselves in these different camps, right, where they're talking about like, a, oh, I'm with this political or this religion, or I'm with the mask, I'm with the vaccines, I'm not with the vaccines, I'm like, nothing is binary, right? So it, we're, we're dynamic. It goes back again to the river. Like we're, we are the river. We're always changing. We, and we can't put ourselves in a box. It, like, it, it doesn't happen that way. And I think I did a post on this before talking about the sovereignty is that when you identify with this thing, right? And nothing like, and someone brings something to you and it's like, oh, I can't accept it. That doesn't, I don't believe in that, right? It's okay not to believe in it. But what I think is that we are like, literally we're so attached to our thing, our group, our whatever it is, right? is that in that the in that attachment comes the loss of your mind sovereignty and when we lose the mind sovereignty of thinking for ourselves obviously the body is going to follow right because the mind tells the body what to do and so it's a mind game right so it's more so of how can we regain the mind sovereignty and start thinking for ourselves right and having discernment and knowing that everyone is different everyone has different beliefs um and just like again it's okay right it's okay that you don't believe the same thing i believe but that's the beauty of humanity i i, I think is that humanity wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for diversity right and because everyone has different experiences different beliefs right different creativities 
And think about it, if everyone was on this same plane, we would never be where we are in humanity as like the things we have achieved because everyone be thinking the same. Like they'll be bored as hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, conversations like this wouldn't need to happen. You know what I mean? It would just yeah. be, well, we're the same. I know everything you know. Like we all believe the same shit. So why are we even talking? I mean, really like, and I love how you mentioned kind of the sovereignty of the mind because it does translate into this idea of free speech which is talked about heavily and then it comes into your body like it just starts to take over I think the entire our entire lives and so it's really cool to know that it's about our mindset it's about how we're thinking and then our actions translate our body listens and we we do have actually control over that one thing right we do we do and I, I think what's happened is that and I, honestly, I think like media, like people know it. And that's why they put it out there is that let's play on the fear because people like, I mean, every, you know, people know that we have these different brains and different things that we can activate. And we have this, um, we say reptilian or we have this like uh, ancestral brain where it's talking about like just survival mode, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's you or me essentially. And so when we're blasted with the how many deaths was to like happen today are like just blasted with this just negativity and this this bad energy every single day is going to create a, a bunch of fearful people. And when you're fearful, you can't use the prefrontal cortex of your mind. You can't actually think like you can't have discernment because you can't be in both places at the same time, because if you're in survival mode, it's about survival, right? Is is that's all it matters it's about? Is fight or flight? That's and that's it, right? You can't you can't think through that and make decisions for yourself. So when I say people aren't making their own decisions, they're not making their own decisions. Hmm. Other people are making their decisions, and their body just following it. Hmm. Yeah. So how do we? I guess that's the final. I, I could probably ask you a thousand more, but so how do we? <laughs> I think this one's actually really valuable. Yeah. We get out of that fight or flight and back into the prefrontal. Like, how do we tell the the fight? You know, that reptilian brain. Like, listen, we're good. Like, look around the room. Like, everything's okay. Like, just chill. I mean, I know there's stuff with the vagus nerve that can be useful, but so what would you say about is like the the best thing that we can do if we find ourselves for whatever reason being in that kind yeah. of response? Like, oh, what's you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Is it gonna this kind of like rumination? How do we? hijack our reptilian brain and move back into the prefrontal cortex. Uh, it's funny you ask that. Actually, uh, I'm about to launch a program on this. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I know a lot of people are in this state and, and the way I found is just being, it's through mindfulness, but being more mindful, right? Knowing, okay, is this thing what I'm experiencing? Is it life or death? Because what we know is that the brain doesn't know the difference between what's happening in real life opposed to what we're imagining. So oh, if we can- I think, oh my God, like we need to just like, that needs to be repeated a thousand times. Our brain doesn't know what we're, <laughs> what's happening in real life versus what we're imagining. Our brain perceives it as, tr as a fact. Same thing, yep, same exact thing. Oh, <laughs> we need to like put that, I need that as a poster, okay. Yeah, and that's what happened is um, we have to be able to really step back and like look at the situation for what it is. And like, is this life or death? If it's not, then okay, then we can, we don't have to be fearful, right? We don't have to be scared. So now we can actually think and just, and it's more so bringing light, bringing awareness to any situation that we come in contact with, right? It's like, if I'm talking to you, if I'm on this um, podcast interview, like, this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about this right now. Like I'm not worried about anything else. And it, and it comes down to just being in the moment and being present. Um, and, and I think the more that we can be just more present in what we do, because we're so inundated with so many damn things, um, more we can be just present in that, then we can really enjoy it and take it in and like live life, right? Because life is about living and to live is to live in the now um because nothing else really ex nothing else exists but like but the now like this is all that exists right now like this is it <laughs> and then after this i'm gonna close this and i'm gonna go go to my my son's appointment and that's what's going to exist like you know what i mean like so it's more so like can just live right now in the moment 
Let's not worry about the past. Let's not worry about what could happen or like we're hearing all different things, like what could happen, but what's happening right now? And let's be real yourself. Is this life or death? Or it's not. If it is, then you can go on the fight or flight. If it's not, if it's like a what if, like in the future, because it's all this thing is like, it's the future. Like, what if I caught this? What if I don't get this vaccine? Like, we're creating these things in our mind. <laughs> in these scenarios, what if it doesn't happen, right? So it's like, let's flip it. Like, what if I don't think about this? Or essentially, you can be aware of it, but don't like create these scenarios in your mind that you're creating this fearful future paths for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's not good. No, I love that. I think really, I mean, back to this fast, but I'm t it slowed me right down. And I think that's what that's what we need. Like we're all just racing a mile a minute to, to try to figure stuff out or think like everything is a mile a minute. And I, the moment you get out in nature, the moment you slow down, the moment you fast for sure will slow you down. But anything that kind of brings you back to yourself, because like you said, you're here with me now, but you could be, you know, you could get a notification of your email. You could have a phone ringing, whatever, but you've kind of silenced the noise and brought yourself in the room. And I think with technology, sometimes it's hard because they're like 30 different directions. So our minds are that way too. Like our minds are also in 30 different directions because we're used to all these things inundating us. So I love what you just said. It's like, where are you right now? Like, wh where are you actually, you know, sitting? Yeah, like, and I, I, I forgot what Doc says, but he pretty much said that we're not um, like, we're multitaskers, but we're not multi-focusers, right? Because <laughs> we can, we try to multitask all these different things. Like, yeah, I'm great at multitasking, but you're really not like focusing wise, your brain does one thing at a time. That's what we can do. And that's exactly how I try my best to, to live life. It's like, okay, if I'm doing this thing right now, this is what I'm doing because I, because I've just seen in nature where we talk about the birds, talk about my babies, uh, my kids, like when they're doing something, like they're doing it and they're not worried about anything else in the world. Like seriously, like I, I pay attention to that because I think it's a piece that we're missing. I really do. I love that. We have to learn from our, our kids and from yeah. our an like animals, nature, from nature, yeah. from people that, from things that are, still instinctual from what you told me before about the bird's nest right people yeah. that are operating on an instinctual level because we are not above nature like we're human beings we are nature like we are in nature we're not separate you know <laughs> my dog is the same way that i my god if i could he is so happy to see me no matter what time of day no matter what time it's like <laughs> I gotta be more like max i gotta be more like my dog you know i admire the hell out of him yeah, and that's that's what's happening again. I think we we are losing that um, that we're above everything, right? <laughs> above life, I guess. <laughs> I think we have this mindset, and we're really not. We're just a part of nature, uh, and I think we're just so far removed from it. Um, is that we're seeing the results of being removed from nature, um, and I think the sooner we can get back to to nature and what that means and being living living in harmony with this place that we reside in for now in this moment um then i think the then we have a different result yeah. oh, beautiful i love that well i'm gonna get into nature now myself but i you mentioned a course so we'll we'll link to it is there anything else you want to share about the course and then you do have for people that are listening they can't see your amazing t-shirt but i know you have uh, a really meaningful clothing line as well so is there anything you want people to know about i mean we'll link to everything in the show notes yeah. check um i can i can see that so yes i i love shirts uh, i think they're amazing to like start conversations you know um and i i try to put things on a shirt that's is like empowering it's educating like that's that's me so i try to be come from that place of education and empowerment and starting conversation with people and like just if someone reads a shirt that says you heal you they're like huh, that creates curiosity. And we just talked about curiosity and how it creates someone to be open, right? And so when, if we can just create curiosity in whatever manner, I'm just, I would just want to do it through a shirt, right? <laughs> and it happens. Um, 
but so but yeah so i do have that and then the program is it's called like it's pretty much bringing people from red line to this like stressful crazy state right um back into renewal um and so getting people out of this stressful state and just bringing them back to their baseline where they are and just helping them just find their inner peace and not um allowing the external world to dictate how they show up right because we can control us right the, our inner thing our inner power whatever you want to call it we can control it but what happens is most of the time we allow people, we allow social media, we allow different things to interrupt that. Um, I think it was a quote by uh, Eric Tolley, I believe, how he talked about the sea uh, or a lake. It doesn't matter like the surface level, if it's, um, it could be rough, right? Uh, it can be calm at the surface, it doesn't matter. Like always at the bottom is gonna be stillness, right? It's gonna be uninterrupted, right? And so it's the same way looking at us, like we have that uninterruptedness in us, that inner peace, that inner happiness. And we just, most of the time, we just allow other things to interrupt it. That's all. <laughs> I mean, you're, you make it sound really simple, but I know a lot of people that could benefit from inner peace. That's a, I, that's a really, val so when does that come out? I mean, we'll get this podcast out shortly. It'll probably be next. Yeah, so, when, when can people um, that out? Well, hopefully release it at the same time so we can yeah well it's gonna be it's gonna launch in the next in the next week uh so yeah oh perfect timing we all like i said i think i need that uh, i think we all <laughs> could <laughs> more inner peace and ability to maintain that stillness with chaos at the top like you said so I just want to thank you so much for your time. I think you're brilliant and you're doing amazing things both in your family and community. And that's to me, what leadership is all about through your daily actions, through what you choose to do right now. And I think you're an absolute hundred percent embodiment of that. So thank you so much for your time and joining us and continuing to share online. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll link to your stuff in the notes so people can check you out wherever is convenient. And I hope we get to connect again soon. Awesome. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, definitely love the conversation. I love the flow of it. Love the connection. Um, sending love, peace, um, everything to, to Canada. All right. So thank you. All right. See you. <laughs> All right. Bye.